one of the things that have hindered your discerning capability is because you have been told by the devil in your mess you are not worthy to be in his presence let alone hear the reason it. why people are not sensitive enough in the things of the spirit is because of certain things they got wrong and devil kept them in the mess how i wish people can always know that god's law is everlasting let me tell you what we are suffering from is lack of discernment if we can just know the things that has been freely given to us, you'll be mad with your situation. Now, I started last week on talking about levels of discernment. You remember? Levels of discernment. The first one is worth. I mentioned those levels of discernment, and I said the first one is worth. Is what? Like open vision. That's, this was a a devoted man who just gave alms and prayed and fasted. Open vision. Then the second one was a burning heart. You remember? So that the first one, like a direct encounter, open vision. The first, second one was a burning heart. The third one is what? That's witness of the Spirit. You remember? That's the witnessing of the Spirit. Sometimes you feel so uncomfortable. Is one of the witness way by which the Holy Spirit witnessed with our spirit. Just like they were uncomfortable, they were restrained from going into Messiah. They were restrained from going into different parts that they wanted to go and preach the gospel. But you see, the Holy Spirit communicated to them in a vision through a man of Macedonia, through a dream. And they knew that God wanted them to minister at Macedonia. Glory to God. So let me quickly go to level four. Level four. Level four. Level four is hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice. Now let's quickly look at John chapter 5 verse 30. John chapter 5 verse 30. Quickly. John chapter 5 verse 30. I can of myself do nothing. Now listen to this. This is Jesus Christ speaking. I can of myself do nothing. I can of myself do nothing. This is Jesus. If he said he could do nothing without the Spirit of God, without God, he could do nothing. So it means that we cannot do anything. Remember he says in John chapter 15, he said, you cannot do anything without me. For without me, you can do nothing. And nothing is nothing. When Bible says nothing, it is nothing. So let's not think that our brain can acquire or get things done for us in a supernatural way. No. No. There are things that your brains are meant to carry out once you have designed and you know the things that have been freely given to you and you begin to lay hold on those things and declare, when they start manifesting in your life, you need your brain, the supernatural wisdom of God, to be able to appropriate things and to put things in place. Look at what he says. As I hear, I judge. This is Jesus speaking. He said, Holy Spirit himself will not just talk on his own. He will speak as he hears. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Can you see that? Because I do not seek my own will. So you see, it becomes difficult for somebody who seeks his own will to hear the will of the Father. You see? Because I do not seek my own way. This looks like, look, you need, you need, like they, they say that is, um, 
how do they say this thing in academic world? Uh, they say a course is a before another course, you know, a prerequisite. The prerequisite to hearing the will of God in the first place is that you don't seek your own. Are you getting what I'm saying? This thing I'm telling you, God, God will allow certain circumstances to teach you lessons if you seek your will. Especially if you are precious to him. And my judgment is righteous. So what does judgment stand for here? My decision. My conclusion. What I implement. What I say. What I decide to do. What I do is righteous. My judgment. He said, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. As I hear, so a spiritual man must hear. Somebody say, I hear. I hear. So what you hear is the voice of the Father who sent you. The voice of the Father who redeemed you. The voice of the Father who showed you that vision. The voice of the Father. So you can see voice is very important here. In Isaiah chapter 30, quickly, verse 21, Isaiah chapter 30, look at what it says. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. So that means you can find yourself at a junction where you need, there are many ways, but you will never be without the voice of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Saying this is the exact way you should follow. This is the exact way you should follow. He said, this is the way. You can see that the voice is very affirmative. The voice is not um, giving you options. The voice is not telling you, is not indulging you. The voice is not, uh, is not apologetic. The voice is just too direct. This is the way. Praise God. Uh, well, I, I think this, no. If it's the voice of the Lord, it's a direct thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's an affirmative voice. Is an instructive voice. This is the way. There are many ways, but there is the way. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whether maritally, career-wise, business-wise, relocation-wise, anything that you need to do at all, that is a decision you must personally make, there is what? The way. When people are talking about the ways to the Father, Jesus Christ says, I'm the way. He didn't say I'm one of the ways. Are you getting what I'm saying? The way. Somebody say the way. The way. Uh, so sometimes you want to make decisions and you are confused on which one to take. You have different options. You consult with the voice of the Lord to know the way. And he said, this is the way. Walk in it. See that voice. It's not going to give you an opportunity to think about it. See, I show you the way then you walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. It's easier to walk in the way that you know. Praise God. If the way is not revealed, you can't discern supernaturally the way, then you are not enabled to walk in that direction. That's why Jesus Christ, no one comes to the Father except through me. So he's the one that empowers us, gives us life, enables us to walk the path. But you see, it begins with your ears shall hear a word. Is that not it? Good. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, 
So that means the voice will continue to direct him. The voice. Hebrew chapter 1 verse 1. I want to show you something there. God, at, who at various times and in various ways, now listen, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Now, take note of this. God has always been speaking. So he's not deaf now or dumb. He can hear our prayer. He also communicates. Is that clear? It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God who spoke to Abraham. Men can wear out, but he doesn't wear out. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, so we know. He chose a prophet to lead Israel. You know, it wasn't king that led them out of Egypt. It was a prophet. He chose a prophet to settle them in their inheritance. Now, for some of you who believe kings will sort your life out. All your hope is in government, captains of industry. He takes a prophet, a prophet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A prophet, a prophet, a prophet with the word of the Lord. Even kings were chosen by prophets. Kings were chosen by prophets. It takes a prophet to allocate their portion of inheritance for them. You are not a mere human being. You are not just a citizen of Nigeria. You are part of the commonwealth of Zion. Are you getting what I'm saying? Born into the holies of holies. You are a member of the kingdom of God. Your allegiance is first and foremost to the king of kings. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the Lord of Lords. So where's spoken in time past by the prophet? Yes, verse 2. As in these last days, we are in the last days, spoken to us by who? His son. Can you see? Expressly. By his son. The son that came and said, before Abraham was, I am. So he sent Abraham a message. He's the one that sent him on Aaron. Praise God. Because by, if through him and by him, and for him, all things were created. All things. Mention it. He spoke to us now by his son. So God couldn't take it anymore. As we're speaking through prophets, he had to come himself. Amen? <laughs> he came himself to talk to us. And then Bible says, Whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. Let's stop in verse 3. He made the world. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Can you see? That's Jesus. So there's nothing you're looking for in God that you find in Christ. If God talks to you, that Christ has spoken to you. If Christ speaks to you, then God is the one speaking to you. And you get what I'm saying? Good. So he says, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. If he oppose everything, all things by the word of his power, you just need to hear his word. And the Bible says, when he had by himself purged our sins, he is not going to do it. He had, can you see that? Purge our sins, including the one you are struggling with. He had by himself purged. The sin is incapacitated. That's what he said. You can conquer it. Purge our sin. Stand down at the right hand of the majesty on, on her. Glory to God. You can read the rest. He speaks to us by his son. That's why he said, even when the spirit comes, the spirit will not speak 
of himself. Glory to God. Now, when you hear or read about the prophets in the scripture, you will be hearing Christ. Revelation will come to you of what Moses said through the voice of Christ. For Bible says, in these last days, through his son. Do you see that? So you have to see everything now through the lens of Christ. You have to hear the details that everyone wants to communicate to you through the voice of Christ. Is that clear? Now, not by prophet anymore. And if it's true Christ now, then you have Christ living in you. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Somebody say Christ in me. Say I manifest glory. The hope of glory. Meaning, so you can have Christ in you from within you. There is a communication that determines the path of your destiny. Christ in you. There are certain decisions you make. You will have heard differently for you to make those kind of decisions. Are you getting what I'm saying? For somebody to leave oil and gas job opportunities, 500,000, 2010, and went to OAU to go and sit with students. When it comes to calling and ministry, you have to hear God. Because what the decisions you'll be making, it doesn't make sense. That's the truth. A friend of mine who we finished together told me, he said, you mean you are still in that effect? All of them couldn't, they were, they were as at penultimate year, they couldn't wait to get out of effect. Just like the way somebody will say, you mean you are still in that Unilag? Some people are still wondering, you mean you are still in that Nigeria? No, that's the truth. If you look left, right, and center, you realize most of your friends are either in this, but there is a voice that says, sit with this business. That is what it means to be spiritual. But you have to spiritually design the voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? Spiritually what? Design the voice. I wanted to raise 50 million before answering God called, going into ministry. I say I've answered, but I want 50 million. Rest assured. Firstborn, only son. You know that's responsibility. That even if you are shouting, sing hallelujah, amen, amen, there's 49 million something something balance in your account. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the truth. And that's what you want. You have raised 50 million against the will of God now. And I came with caravan. I said, three vehicles. We created a convoy to go and reach out to the students. And those who are around that area, they said, this one is, is well fed. Let's keep our offering. There's nothing we want to do to this. I mean, this. The voice. The voice. You make crazy decisions when you hear God's voice. Because it doesn't appeal to people. It doesn't appeal. It doesn't appeal. You know, First Kings chapter 19, verse 11. Let me quickly. The voice of God. I want to show you the nature of the voice. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. 
before the Lord. If you are not standing before the Lord or you are conscious of his manifest presence, you can't hear him. Before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces. Before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Why are we so given to spectaculars now? Why are we so given to the spectaculars? To the extent that magicians now confuse people's faith. Magicians. Who will just look at this standing AC and say, Who? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then a, 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 a bale of dollar just came out. So that's Have you seen people getting passports from shoe and um, getting all kinds of things that you see on social media? But the truth is, if you are not established and in the sand doctrine, you'll be tossed to, to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's the truth. Because they will bring out teachings from the scriptures to back up what they're doing. The Lord was not in the wind. Oga, when it is windy, it's not spiritual. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is not spirituality. The voice. Are you getting wrong? That's wind. Now, listen to me very well. A believer is not the type that watch the signs on the outside. A believer is someone who is being ordered from the inside. Somebody who is following God from his inside. From the realm of the invisible. The Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. You see? But the Lord was not in the earthquake. You know, I told you, what the Israelites were expecting, the Jews, is that the king of glory, when he was to come on the earth, they thought he was going to come like a warrior. That would just appear. And everybody would. But he came through the womb of a damsel. You can see it was a private conversation with Mary. What was going to affect the whole world? A private conversation with Mary. You have to cherish your own privacy. What will affect products that will affect the world, business that will affect the world, family that will affect everything is based on a private conversation with God. Look at it. God, after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. The Lord was not in the earthquake, too. Then after the earthquake, a fire, the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, a still what? Small voice. Not a baritone voice. Not the voice of your boss. A still small voice. Verse 13. So it was when Elijah edited that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? You can read the rest of the story. These same people who saw angel, who saw ravens, brought food, a still small voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? A still small voice. 
You will see all throughout the scripture, and the word of God came to Jeremiah, and the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, and the word of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? The voice. Very important. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Let's see something there concerning the voice. It's a still small voice. When you are still, when you are still, be still and know that I am the Lord. Be still, believe, and see the glory of God. When you are still, you see, your environment is noisy and that has affected your mind, full of different kinds of matters. Your mind must be stilled, unperturbed, not confused, not disturbed. You must use the voice of tongues of your spirit to silence every other voices in your spirit. You quiet them. You silence them so that God can have his way. You can hear him clearly. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. This is one of the ways to hear God. As they ministered to the Lord, because I'm going to talk about how to make room for these levels of discernment. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me. The Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. This is the authority at Jerusalem, praying and fasting and thanking God. Can you imagine? Do you know that they share testimony? If you read chapter, chapter 12, you saw exploit. You read chapter 12. You, say, you know in chapter 12, it says, by, by, by the, if you read from verse 5 or thereabout, you saw things that happens to Peter, you know, thereabouts, and then some exploits, and then they, they gave testimonies of what has happened where they have, they have been to. But, you know, you were shocked that God is now declaring, speaking to the authority, that I now want you to permanently separate them for the work that I've called them to. A voice. And look at what they did after. Yes, verse Verse 3, quickly. Then, having fasted and prayed and lay hands on them, they send them away. You can't hear the voice and be struggling with disobedience. Most of the time, what we hear are just, you just have access to logos. You just know that this is right. That's why it looks like you are disobedient. When you hear God, there is strength in his voice to carry out whatever he says. Are you guessing what I'm saying? There is strength. Bible says for those who do know their God, they have stamina. And with that stamina, they can do exploits. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32b. They send them away quickly. The voice of man is the voice of God. That's not in the Bible. You will be confused by men. God speaks through men. But the voice of men is not always the voice of God. Don't quote by two or three witnesses the matter will be established. That is in a different context. Are you getting what I'm saying? Which matter? Do you even know what God wants you to do first before you are talking about establishing any matter? The voice of God. The voice of God. Now, we need to run quickly. How do you get acquainted to the voice? By just running through his word. James chapter 1, verse 21 to 25. 
by running through his word, his word, his word. Lay aside whatever received, implanted word of God with meekness, which is able to save your souls. Now, this is talking to believers, but sometimes your souls need to be saved as regarding certain decisions you are making. But be dwarfs of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself and others. Then he speaks about hearing the word and not a doer. He is like somebody who observes himself in the mirror, and by the time he leaves the mirror, he forgets who he is. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means the mirror has corrected you, the mirror has instructed you, the mirror has shown you how beautiful and how handsome you are. Your destiny is in the mirror, which is the word. We behold with unveiled face as in the mirror, being transformed. So once you hear, there's a transformation that takes place from within. Level five. Level five. When Saul was on his way to, to Damascus, do you remember when he had the encounter? There was light all around. And people saw the spectacular, but they didn't hear the voice. Do you remember? Good. But Paul heard the voice. Paul heard the voice. He said, who are you, Lord? Saul, rather. Who he later became Paul. Who are you, Lord? And he says, you kick your destiny against the priests, and then you, you, you are persecuting me. And then he became sober, and God gave him an assignment there. When he was speaking to Hagripa, he said, I am not disobedient to heavenly vision. It's difficult. <laughs> To have such a counter. It's like life and death. Spoke to some people. He said, I, I do not confer. I think it was in Galatia. He said, I do not confer to flesh and blood. Such a thing is not what you would table before flesh and blood. It's not subjected to family meeting. The voice of the Lord. It's not subjected or subjective to body meeting. The voice of the Lord. The voice. Level five. Say by the Spirit. Let's first look at Second Kings chapter six, verse fifteen to twenty. I won't stay longer. Of course, you know Paul saw the man of Macedonia in the realm of the Spirit, and then a new. There was a confirmation in his spirit. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15. And Elisha prayed. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he raised the lamp. So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So that means he already saw earlier. You know, they came the night before and those guys went to bed. Verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. If you don't pray, you can see. Open his eyes that he may what? I may see. I'm sure when the Paul and his team were, being, were trying to go into Mysia, trying to go into Asia, and God was forbidding them from going there to go and preach, they were praying. And the answer to their prayer was the vision at night. 
And the man of Macedonia came and beckoned to them. Come on. See, he that prays sees. And he prayed. Then the Lord opened his eyes, the eyes of the young man, and he saw. Can you see? The Lord opened the eyes of the young man that he saw. I pray the Lord to open your eyes in Jesus' name. Amen. Begin to see. Amen. Look at it. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Not even all around him. They came for Elisha to defend Elisha. You are without a prophet, you are, you are down. You are finished. All around who? It's the one that knows the Lord. The ones that hear his voice. The ones that get his command. The ones that run with his vision. They are there always all around you. Encamped all around you. Encamped all around the one that carry out his vision to always defend their own. I hope that is clear. Sometimes we behave as if we are defenseless. The reason is because we can't see. And the Bible says, and he saw. Behold, the mountain full of all the chariots are not around Elisha. Yes, verse 18. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha, you know the guy didn't talk again. Elijah prayed the Lord. He said, strike these people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of... Do you know they could still see physically, but they don't know what they were doing? Because they followed Elijah. You, can't, you cannot be led if you can't nakedly see. According to this place, you cannot be led by others if you cannot physically see. They followed him. And he took them to the center of the city. Acts chapter 10. Let's see verse 9. Now, this is Peter. He was hungry and he went upstairs to go and, to go and sleep. For you to know, today, no be today. People have been building duplex. He went upstairs. The next day, and he went on the journey and drew near. Yes. And then go to the next verse. Quickly go to when he was hungry. Yes. Why they made ready, then he fell into trance. Can you see? Then he saw heaven open, and an object like a great sheet, bound at the four corners, descending to him and led down to the earth. Yes. And then in it were all kinds of four-footed animals, white beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. Yes. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter was so full of Judaism that God wanted to move him into proper Christianity. Amen. And proper Christianity will be able to reach out to the Gentiles. Uh -huh. So this one is like, it's figurative. It's like uh, God was trying to use this to illustrate what was going to happen. And then he said, I have never, no, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Yes? And the Bible says, and a voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed you must not call common. I was telling some people in the mini school last night. I said, this is the reason why Jesus Christ says, there is nothing you put in your mouth that defies you, but what comes out of your heart. Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. In fact, there is a clause he put there that shows that Jesus Christ himself has cleansed everything called uncleansed according to the Old Testament. That everything must be received with thanksgiving. 
So he said, this was done three times, and the object was taken up. Yes, next verse 17. Now why Peter wondered within himself that this vision which he had seen meant, uh, which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry into Simon's and stood before the gate, yes, and the Bible says, and they called and asked whether Simon was, was lodging there, yes, and then why Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, can you see now? So the last part is seen with a voice. The spirit said to him, behold, three men are seeking you. Arise there, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent, I have sent them. Glory to God. So we have the first one, is what? An open vision. Alright? The second one is a burning heart. The third one is the witness of the Spirit. The fourth one is the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. And the last one is seen by the Spirit with the voice of the Lord. Now let me list eight things as I begin to round up that will help you to, to make room for spiritual discernments. Number one, a genuine salvation and faith to discern. Please settle it early. Genuine salvation is that you have believed God with your heart and confessed him with your mouth that is your Lord and your Savior. According to Romans chapter 8, chapter 10, verse 10, verse 8 to 11. Bible says, with the earth we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth we confess unto salvation. That's genuine salvation. Now, faith to discern is that now that you are born again, you have been given a measure of faith, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 3. So you must believe that you ought to know what God has made available. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight, not by sensory perception, according to a passion. So it means that your walking by faith connects you into the realm of the spirit to hear and to be able to decode what God is trying to tell you. I hope you are getting what I'm saying now. So number one is genuine salvation and, and what? Faith to design. Somebody say, I believe. I design. Yeah. So you must believe that you have a spiritual being who can design all the things that God has freely given to us. See, let me tell you, what we are suffering from is lack of discernment. If we can just know the things that has been freely given to us, you'll be mad with your situation. Number two, understanding God's love and truly love him. Now, I want to show you something here. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 2. Jeremiah chapter, understanding God's love and truly love him. God says the Lord, the people who survived this world found grace in the wilderness when he stretched forth for rest. The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. I want you to see something here. The faithfulness of God to us is anchored or is on the 
on the premise that he loves us. Are you getting what I'm saying here? That God is faithful to you is to the fact that he loves us or loves you. And look at how he described the love. He said, I have loved you with what kind of love? An everlasting love. So it's a love that gives room for your mistakes. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a love that is not conditional. It's unconditional love. It's a love that allows you, when I've led you to take step one, step two, step three, step four, and then you miss the step at step five, the love waits for you until you get it right. Are you getting what I'm saying? I have loved you with an everlasting love. It's not a love that condemns to correct. I have loved you with an everlasting love. It's a love that I can accommodate some of your challenges and personal mistakes. So you must know that God is an everlasting lover. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that his love to his what? Everlasting. So knowing that, then you will be able to receive that love. So in receiving that love, do you know that one of the best times to hear him is when you make mistakes? That is what I'm trying to get you into. This is what I'm saying. That when you went, I mean, look at Israelites. Each time they went against God, we still be talking to them. Even when he's to punish them, you will speak to them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he said, the Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. You see that? With loving kindness, I have drawn. Let's see verse 4. He said, again, I will build you based on that love. You see what the love has brought? Faithfulness. God drawing you closer. Are you getting what I'm saying? If he says, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Meaning that, by all means, God will try to get to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? I remember it's a holy overwhelming, never-ending. Uh-huh. Chases me down, fight till I'm found, leave the night tonight. I will it, I don't deserve it. Overwhelming, ending reckless. Um, um, is there no, no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me? No wall you won't kick down, light you won't tear down, coming after me? No shadow you won't light up, no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. No one you kick down. Lie you tear them. Coming after me. So
So you see, God will go through all that it takes him to get to his own. as love. So faithfulness is upon it. You see? Never-ending, reckless love. You see? So he said, I will build you. He's making room for you to be drawn. So that means in your mess, you can hear him. Don't let the devil talk you out of... I mean, you need to know who your father is. Because one of the things that have hindered your designing capability is because you have been told by the devil in your mess, you don't even deserve. You don't, you don't, you are not worthy to be in his presence. Let alone hearing him. And the Bible says God is not a man that you should lie. These are his words. Again, I will build you. Can you see the word again there? Can you see the word again? So that means he built them before and then they collapsed. Amen? <laughs> so he's not tired of building. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm. He said, again, I will build you and you shall rebuild. You shall be rebuilt. O virgin of Israel, you shall again be adorned with your tambourines and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. So it means that you will come out of all of your mess and you will rejoice. Be full of joy and thanksgiving. The reason why people are not sensitive enough in the things of the spirit is because of certain things. They, get, they got wrong. And devil kept them in the mess. Ay, 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 ay. I wish people can always know that God's love is everlasting. You see, the teaching of this is not to teach, is not to give you license to always sin. It's to let you know whatever you find yourself, whatever mistake you make. You can make one mistake and all your money disappear in your business. And your business collapse. He said, I will rebuild you. You will be rebuilt. Once you are rebuilt, anything can be rebuilt. What money have you lost? Do you know how many money that is lost in the sea? Do you know how many, how many gold that is yet to be tapped? Do you know how many abundance of resources that God put in the bellies of the earth? That nobody knows where it is. An everlasting love. That's why he says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we know how things work together to those who love God. So you must know he's your lover, everlasting lover. At the same time, you must receive that love and then take, you, have, you can't even love him the way he loves you. But at least, you will be able to love him some kind of way. Amen. <laughs> because if you love him, you will be ready to die for him. Are you getting what I'm saying? How can a suicide bomber be bombing themselves? For God, they don't know. And believers are running away from where they bomb. For God, they know that he's an everlasting lover that died for them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hmm. Let's practice true Christianity. We love him. All things work together. For those who love him. All things work together. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. If you remember, he said, Eyes have not seen, he has not heard, neither has it come into the mind of man. What God has in store for those who love him. For those who love him. 
for those who what? Love him. Now, he's not just talking about those who he loves. Now you have received his love, you are loving upon him, and then he says, if you can be loving upon him, I will reveal certain things to you. There are things you don't get to know about people until they truly know you love them. Those things are secrets. Are you getting what I'm saying? People tell you their frailty. They tell you their fault. They tell you their secret sins. They open up to you. They make you a confidence because they know you truly love them. You are truly interested in their growth and in their development. You won't talk behind them. You know how many fires God has. If God is a gossiper, you know the whole world is in trouble. So why are you a gossiper? Amen. So love like God. Amen. So you say, but as it is written, prepared for those who love him. Those who love him. Look at verse 10. So discernment now. Discernment. Because you love him. Because he loves you, you discern. Because you love him too, you discern. For, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yet the deep things of God. He's still based on that love. He's still based on that love. The eyes we see because you love him. The ears we hear because you love him. The mind we perceive because you love him. The preparation that God made for you that he put in stock is because you love him. You see, your love for him is based on his love for you. I hope that is clear. We have no capacity to love him when we have not received the truth that he loves us. Number three, feeding your spirit with God's word. I've said that in, in, in passing. Feeding your spirit with God's word. Now, because time is gone, I'm just going to rush. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. He said, let the word of God dwell in you richly richly. When he says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. If you see a rich food, you know it's different from a quick food. A rich food is more than a balanced diet. Adequate, sufficient diet for your system. A rich food. So when he says, let the word of God dwell in you in all, in all wisdom. But he said, dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So it means, this is what it means. So whenever God is speaking to you, it will be easier because you are filled already with his word. Revelation thrives in an environment of Logos. Rema thrives in an environment of what? Logos. Don't be quick to be running after Rema. This pastor is deep. That prophet is deep. That apostle is deep. Whereas the Rema is, is, is already, there's a compendium of God's Rema. Locked together as logos, he just needs to. He needs you to fix on it. Once you fix on it, then you get into Rema. A specific, specific word for your destiny, which is what we are talking about. You design through the word of God. Everything is within the jurisdiction of God's word. So let the word of God dwell in you. So you sit down with God's word. James chapter one, verse 20, 21 to twenty-five. We read, we saw it just now. Alright? Sit down with the word. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. Look at what it says. Open that scripture. He said, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I've always seen this place. The Holy Spirit showed me. Look at it. He said, a lamp. You are standing because you have a lamp. Until your lamp is already lighted. That it can give light. Listen to me. 
You know, for you to light a, a lamp, it means that there is oil in it, right? Yes, uh-huh. So what it means is that you are a container of the Spirit, Holy Ghost, and you have a word, and the Holy Spirit now begins to dig deeper into that word, to show you his voice, to speak to you, the voice over the word. And once you have a voice, a voice which is a light, and you wreck a moment, God does open your eyes. The Holy Spirit does communicate something as you fixed on the word, as you are fixated on the word. And then, see, let me tell you what happened. There is a movement. Once God speaks to you, your decision is a movement. That's why he say, a light to my path. A light, revelation, that orders my steps. A revelation, the voice from the word, the logos, that I stand with, that I am fixated upon. The light comes, then I make a decision. Then I take step based on that. Verse 130, the entrance of God's word is light. Verse 130, number five. The entrance of, of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple, the humble, the meek. Number four, keep your spirit stilled and purified. Now, take note of every statement I'm making. Keep your spirit what? Stilled and what? Purified. Don't be confused in your spirit. You must reach a still, a still, see, you, your spirit must be stilled. What I mean by that is that there must be stillness, calmness in your spirit. Lagos may be a busy place. Don't let your heart be busy. Are you getting what I'm saying? You may be living in a noisy environment, but make sure your spirit is calm. God was not in the wind. God was not in the fire. God is not in... Do you understand? God, still small voice. Let your spirit be still. That you are staying in a calm and a quiet state does not mean your spirit is still. Your heart can be full of confusion. All kinds of thoughts coming up. The only thing that calms you down is when you are asleep. Even when you are asleep, you see all kinds of dreams. Have all kinds of dreams. Because your mind is full of different matters. You wake up like this, you wake up to action. Everywhere, running at ether scatter because your mind is confused. Full of different kinds of things. Meeting different kinds of people. Making different kinds of decisions. As you are making decisions, you are complicating your life the more. Because you have neglected a still small voice. That you could have contacted by studying the word. By ensuring your spirit is purified. And it's teed. Hmm. So how do you do that? Prayer. Number five answers that. Pray in the spirit and understanding. Jude 20. You remember Jude 20. Building on your most holy faith. When you're building on your most holy faith, it makes that if you have killed a bear before, there is a lion in front of you to be killed. That's building on your most holy faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it means God tells you things that are ahead. And as you are meeting it, God tells you, this is another meat. You swallow it. So if you have killed a bear, so it means that you are qualified to kill a lion. That's building on your most holy faith because there is a Goliath ahead of you. So when you meet Goliath, you remember the testimony of the past. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you are praying in the Holy Ghost, God is giving you revelation in your spirit in line with what he has done before. It could even remind you of a testimonial that a sister gave. And use that to concretize what he's telling you. Because you are praying in the spirit. And based on that, it tells you how to go about life. 
I don't know why people are too quick to ask people about solution to a problem. You're having a problem with your boss and you are telling your friend about it. How will your friend talk to your boss? The first person to really, really approach is God. First Corinthians chapter 14, 1 to 5, 14 to 15, and verse 18. It all talks about praying in spirit and in understanding. Number six. Number six. Give heartily. Give heartily. <laughs> you know, I found out that giving can help you to discern. Bible says Cornelius arms. Angel told Cornelius, he said, Your hands and your prayer has come up as memoria. Your prayer and your hands. Today I was driving with Pastor Kenny and I saw we drove in a particular area and I saw people. I said, You see people work hard. The climbing posts to feel electricity, people hawking, people. I saw a lot of people. I said, I don't know how people in leadership can be so heartless. Souls could have been sold to devil. That you will not make policies that will at least make these people comfortable. That will at least make what they hang commensurate with their proper living. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I said a statement. I said, if you are so concerned and giving to the welfare of the poor, you can never be stranded. God will always talk to you. Go and check the scripture. God will always talk to you. I'm not talking about bribing the poor. I'm talking about the welfare of the poor. One day in my house, God told me, I had some new notes in my house. High denomination. He told me, he said, Pick this. I want you to give to five beggars on your way to where you are going. When I, you see, those people themselves, when they received it, they knew this person is different. Because what they are used to, I just brought maybe like times 10 or times 20, they knew this guy is different. They rejoiced. They, <laughs> it's strange. And I am not giving a beggar a bill. 100,000. Go. Yes. Or you call somebody and set up a business. I said, what can you do? You set up a business. Same day, everything changed for that person. And he leave the streets. Second Corinthians chapter 9, 6 to 8. Note it. Galatians chapter 6, 6 to 10. Give utterly. When you sow into the spiritual, you reap everlasting blessing. You sow you are always concerned about your thing. Selfish. I want to buy that. Pastor, pastor, pastor. Everything about you must be to the glory of God. Number seven, true worship. Intense worship. Philippians chapter 3, verse 2 to 5. God communicates in worship. So you can put fasting. The last one is fellowshipping and sharing with believers. Don't joke with that. Though. When you share, it's in those days, eh? Brothers used to come and discuss scriptures. Sisters would sit down two, three, four, five. They would talk about message they hear. They would talk about, they would share tapes. We used to share tapes. Ah! Sometimes when I remember some of these things, I said, Jesus, is your word coming to pass? Because he said, if he's coming back, will he find faith? Will he find faith? Sisters used to hold hands and pray together. Somebody would say, I saw this concerning you. And I've prayed. But there is a blessing coming. You'll be seeing people discussing and they are sharing revelation, insight, prophetic insight. 
I'm talking about brethren, or not uh, now that a man of God has become um, um, how do we call it now? A stand-up um, celebrity. Are you getting what I'm saying? You say, I mean, if you were born again in a place like Anglican, where you before you associate with your priest, before a priest becomes before become a god, three years he has been transferred. A place like Baptist, a place like uh, Methodist, a place like those who know God in those places, they know God one on one. It's one on one. One on one. There's nothing wrong. He said, Where is God of Pastor Pastor Oga? You will meet certain demons. They want you to tell them about the God you know. Yes. They want you to tell them about the God you know. When Elisha used the God of Elijah to open Jordan, did he continue to use that God of Elijah? Didn't you know God himself? Was he not the double portion he got? Elijah, that when he died, his bone was still raising the dead. Double portion. Hmm? That, you, if you need to see the miracles of Elisha and the miracle of Elijah. It's double portion. Go and study both of them. It's actually double portion. They sent captains of 50 to Elijah to arrest him. They sent thousands to Elisha. Double portion will also attract double problem. No, no, no. You have to check it and know. Will he now continue to say God of Elijah? That's God of single portion. Will he continue to say God of... Are you getting what I'm saying? No God for yourself. Those are the ways by which you can make rooms. You can remind yourself. I have finished my message. Somebody say glory to God.